great future. We're talking real money. Welcome to the Friday edition of Talking Real Money. I'm Don McDonald. This is the Q&A edition on a very boomy day here in Florida. Uh, so I don't know if you'll hear it, but in case you hear this loud rumbling sound, it's not an earthquake. It's not an explosion. No, it's lightning. Well, it's thunder. You can't really hear lightning. You hear the thunder that the lightning creates. So welcome to our little get together where I take your questions that you have recorded at talkingrealmoney.com on the contact form of which there are many. And I answer them as best I can here on the Friday edition of the podcast that of course stays up online permanently. So who knows when you listen, but we're glad you're doing it. So uh, if you have a question, go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click the contact form, record it there. You can type it if you want, and then we'll answer those on other podcasts. You can also call us at 855-935-TALK, and we'll answer those generally on the Saturday podcast. But the easiest, best way to ask your questions is at TalkingRealMoney.com, where you record them using the mic on your computer or the mic on your phone. iPhone mics have gotten to be really, really good. So... Uh, you know, ask questions. We want to help. We really do. And here is our first one for the day. Hey, Don and Tom. We are planning to retire in a few years, and right now we are saving to have at least five years worth of living expenses saved into a brokerage account. We plan to live off of that brokerage account for a while before we start using 401ks or IRAs. I was doing a little research on capital gains taxes and found some potentially cool news. If we have no ordinary income from jobs, no withdrawals from 401ks, IRAs, etc., and our only income is from selling long-term holdings in our brokerage account, is it true that we won't have to pay any federal taxes until we withdraw at least $89,000? We live on two-thirds of that very comfortably, so I'm just checking to see what I'm missing. Now, once we start withdrawing from our 401ks, that will be treated as ordinary income and be subject to the regular graduated tax scale, right? But I might be able to arbitrage this in the future. I can pull like $25,000 from the uh, tax deferred 401k to stay under the standard deduction limit, then pull less money from the brokerage account so it'll last longer. Burst my bubble, guys. What am I missing? Thanks a lot. Hmm. What are you missing? What are you missing? Uh, as of right now, absolutely nothing. Say it again. Absolutely nothing. Yes, it is a loophole. There is a loophole. And you're right. You're very clever. You could arbitrage it. You could, uh, if you're, if you, uh, if you want to, you know, take some of the money from your 401k at some point and let that other money linger a while there, making more money. But uh, I think the, the, your your strategy, the simple strategy you have right now, is probably the best because it allows you to do a couple of things. It allows you to defer Social Security and let the tax deferred growth continue because with your other accounts you may have realized capital gains along the way which you won't have with your deferred or your tax free accounts so i think your strategy right now is just brilliant take get 5 years or more because you said you can live on a lot less than 80 some odd grand and i think it's a right under 84000 
for a married couple filing jointly in qualified dividends and capital gains. Qualified dividends and capital gains uh, can be tax-free if you don't have any other income and you're below like 83 and change. So yeah, it is a magic trick that is really amazing, particularly for people who can live a frugal life and don't want to and, and, and end up not having taxable income from other sources. So yeah, it's magical. Thanks for your question. I appreciate it. Again, send them in. Call us, sort of. Sort of like calling us. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. Okay. We're going to call it that. Call us at TalkingRealMoney.com with your questions on the contact form. Click the mic. Here's our next one. Hi, Tom and Don. This is Mark from Illinois. And I've got a question for you. I, I have a couple of minors that I have established custodial accounts for. And they're receiving credible earnings with their jobs. And I have their accounts with Vanguard. And I was wondering what type of ETFs, index funds that you would like to see their Roth IRAs go into that they obviously wouldn't be touching for a a long time. Thank you. Well, as one who believes that uh, based on a lot of history, the best bet for long-term growth is in the equity markets. Um, it would probably be a simple matter of you know, a couple, one or two funds. Uh, you could go with as few as VT, the Vanguard Total World Stock Index, which is the whole planet in sort of equal weighting. Or you could go with the Avantis uh, Total World Fund, which is AVGE, which weights more heavily toward value. Um, and it's more aggressive, therefore. But I think the tilt toward value is the one that's likely to have the biggest bang for the buck. So for a younger person, that would be my first choice. But since you're with Vanguard, VT would be fine. Uh, you could add in a small cap value fund with Vanguard. Uh, I, although if you have a Vanguard brokerage account, you can get AVGE. You should be able to get AVGE without any trouble at all. So uh, I think I tilt. I would tilt more toward the value portfolio, the ABGE, because they just have time. But the trick is to make sure they understand that this money is not, not accessible to them, period. They can't do anything with it. I don't care if the world looks like the world's about to end. That money cannot be touched for any reason whatsoever until they're much older, decades older, and are then building a true financial plan, and this is part of it, and then it can get adjusted as part of that plan. But uh, awesome of you to save for them. Foresight and forethought, both good. Thank you very much for sharing your situation and asking a question. As you can do at TalkingRealMoney.com, clicking on the contact form like this. Hi, Tom and Don. I hope you both are doing well. I have a question about a product that an advisor recommended. It's called Flourish, F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H.com. And it's the Flourish Cash, not crypto product. Um, my takeaway from it, it's a way for a traditional uh, saver to make a higher interest and has some sort of functionality that they can do automatic transfers so that your checking account doesn't have any overdraft issue or if you want to keep a minimum dollar amount 
on your checking. Anyways, just checking to see if you've heard of the product, if you would recommend the product, or what type of client you would recommend this product to. I think I'm okay without it since some of my savings is in the high-yield online accounts, but just wanted to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Boy, somebody's always out there building new products, aren't they? <laughs> they really are. Flourish is a, a division of mass mutual insurance, which just immediately makes me suspect. But uh, the fact that they also have a crypto offering, it's just, it strikes me as they're, uh, they're, they're trying to do anything for a buck for registered investment advisors. Uh, a lot of registered investment advisory firms are using it as a means to capture their clients' cash, uh, bring it under under their management, which is good and bad. I mean, it can be either. Um, they do offer very high rates, like 4.6, I think is what I saw. And they do it in a very clever way. They take your money, and it's it's like brokered CDs. They take your money and they sweep it into banks that have FDIC insurance. However, I am I am perpetually skeptical. Perpetually. While on the face of it, yeah, it looks fine. Uh, and they've got the FDIC insurance, but you always have to wonder about these things in a really serious economic meltdown. What will happen to things that are gimmicky? And and this certainly feels gimmicky. Um, is it bad? I don't think so. I don't think so. Would I use it right now? No. I'd have to do a lot more research because I can go out and get high-yield savings rates that are about the same, a little bit lower, but that's the thing. How are they paying so much? Are those banks, and the banks with whom they partner are not exactly big names. So, uh, yeah, worry a little. Excited about it? No. Again, Wall Street, Insurance Street, they all, uh, they're all out there trying to create a new product that makes them wealthy. Really, that's their goal is to make them money. This is capitalism. Not a bad thing. You just need to be skeptical. It's why the Romans invented the term caveat emptor. Buyer, beware. Now, on to our next question. Hey, how we doing? This is James from Virginia. I just had a question on rebalancing. I know you guys and a lot of people recommend doing it uh, once a year. Um, thankfully, I'm at a point where uh, at the end of each month uh, with extra extra money, I am uh, putting quite a lot into my taxable brokerage account. Uh, right now, I made a little uh, spreadsheet that has all of my different investments and my desired allocation, and it kind of tells me uh, where to put the funds to bring me back closer to balance. I'm just wondering, I'm doing this you know, at, at the end of every month, uh, is there such a thing as rebalancing too frequently? Uh, granted, that doesn't bring me fully back into balance, but it kind of gears towards getting me closer to being there. Uh, I've heard some people say potentially it would be good to ride the wave of the market. Do you think it would be better to just put in a, a certain percentage into my different investments or uh, does using my little spreadsheet here uh, have any value? Thank you. 
Well, you wouldn't think something as mundane as rebalancing your portfolio could be the subject of so much study. But there has been a ton of study uh, studying done of the best frequency and threshold to allocate. In other words, how often and when your portfolio gets how much out of balance. And rather than bore you with all the numbers and figures, Vanguard did a terrific study on this. Vanguard does terrific studies. Uh, they did one a few years ago. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> now that I think about it, it's probably closer to a decade ago. Um, and they found that monthly is too frequent because despite the fact that it doesn't feel like you're paying fees, particularly if you're using ETFs, you are. They're bid spread asks. Uh, there, there are tax ramifications when you have shorter term gains. So they say that the best frequency is somewhere between semi-annually and annually, which is why we default to annually, just makes it easier, and about a 5% a five percent threshold. <laughs> I suddenly developed a speech impediment, and I'm a talk show host and a voice actor. Uh, a 5% threshold. So um, I think you're probably just, you're doing it a little too often. I'd get it back to every six months or so, quarterly even at the most frequent. But uh, the, the, the optimum strategy, the one that's going to give you the best reduced volatility, the best average annual return, uh, the lowest cost, the lower, uh, lower taxes is probably going to end up being annually. Uh, so that's why I think, I mean, that's when I do it, and I think that's when most people should. So thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. Lots of good questions today. We're uh, only doing about four per podcast for a while because I'm trying to have more backed up before I go on a three-week vacation in uh, late July, early August. So I'm trying to kind of get a backlog of questions. So send yours in to TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form, or you can call them in at 855-935-TALK. And if you really need a lot of help, you need somebody to sit down with you and spend some time pouring over your portfolio or kind of helping you get a plan toward the future, not a detailed financial plan, but something that'll get you on the right track. We do that for people for free all the time at our firm, Appella Wealth. It's easy. It's free. There's no obligation whatsoever. And you're not going to get hit with a big old sales pitch because we don't need to do that. We can actually help people and still make a living. We can help people for free and still make a living, given the fact that there are so many people who really need to pay somebody honest to manage their money. And finding somebody honest, you know how hard that is. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, and you can set that up, set up an appointment. You can even talk to Tom on Saturday mornings if he's got time available. He'll spend time with you. He loves it. So go to TalkingRealMoney.com, click on Meet an Advisor, or you can call our office number during business hours, which is 800-386-3004, 800-386-3004. Thank you for spending time with me today on this podcast, and please tell your friends, because truly, the more the merrier when it comes to podcasting. Uh, we're really trying to get the word out to well, if we could get it out to everybody, 
can you imagine how much better off the world would be financially? I mean, really. I know a lot of people don't like me because I slam people or because I kid around or because I I have very slight political leanings one way or another. But the fact is, I'm here and Tom is here to do something very few others are doing. And that is to give you an education on managing money and investing particularly so that you can enjoy a better life, so that you end up with more of your money than somebody else does. That's really what it boils down to. We want you to end up with more of your money than somebody else ends up with it. It's not right that they win and you lose so many times. And the problem is the the financial services industry is full of misleading information. And I don't care who I make mad. I don't. I truly don't. If in the end, I've helped some of you end up with more money so that you can enjoy a better life in the future. So thank you for being a part of this. Thank you so much for uh, sharing it. And if you do like what you hear, please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. It, It does help. And it counteracts those grumpy ones. Thank you so much. I'm Don. Almost every day, I'm here talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time. So please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?